1: From NOLA Pizza in the NOLA Brewing Tap Room on Chapitula Street in New Orleans, we're Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti, Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business Professor and Director of the award-winning Birkenrode Reports. It's business New Orleans style.
2: Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. One of the first things you learn about the history of New Orleans is that the city was founded and settled by waves of people from both France and Spain. The relationship between these two European nations on the banks of the Mississippi was anything but simple and clear cut. For one telling example, the architecture in New Orleans' French Quarter is actually Spanish. The governance of New Orleans swung from one nation to the other over the years till eventually we became part of the United States. But the influences of French and Latinx people and culture continues to this very day and to this very lunch table. My lunch guest, Valeria Ali, is co founder of a local Spanish language news service called Aldea, which in English translates to The Daily. Aldea texts the latest relevant local and national news to subscribers in Spanish. Aldea is a project that's part of a larger Spanish language news operation called Jembalaya News. Jembalaya is the predominant Spanish language news reporting. And translation service in the state, around 30% of all Latinx people in Louisiana subscribe to Jambalaya's social media news platforms. Valeria came up with the idea for the text message based Aldea news service and pitched it to a division of Google called Google News Initiative. Google said yes and gave Valeria the funds to launch Aldea in July of 2021. Valeria Ali, welcomed out to lunch.
1: Thank you so much, Peter. You made this sound so beautiful. I'm so excited to be here with you all today. <laughs> we we'll talked talk at the end of the show, see this goes.
2: The French influence came to Louisiana from two different directions. French settlers came to New Orleans from France, and French Acadians, who came to be called Cajuns, moved to southwest Louisiana from Canada. The French from France and the Cajuns, who were originally also from France, spoke two different dialects of French. Today, Cajun French and regular French are more different from each other than ever. But here in New Orleans, a company called New Nouveau is dedicated to encouraging the regular use of both dialects. Officially, New Nouveau is a digital media agency and production house specializing in content creation, social media management, and live broadcasting. But New Nouveau is most passionate about its work in French. They produce about five news stories in French a week, as well as two ongoing video series. One of them is Le Tac Tac, in English, The Popcorn, a local gossip show, and the other is Les Nouvelles Orleans, which doesn't require translation, a daily news show. Both of these French language shows are hosted by co-founder of New Nouveau, Sam Kraft. Sam, welcomed out to
3: lunch. Thanks for having me, Peter.
2: Valeria. Jambalaya News reaches some 80,000 Spanish speakers in Louisiana. To put that in context, it's bigger than the weekly circulation of the New Orleans Times-Picayune, The Advocate, which the Louisiana Press Association reports is under 78,000. In July of 2021, you launched Eldia, a paid subscription service that delivers Spanish-language news from Jambalaya to subscribers via text message. Google News Initiative thought this idea was innovative enough to warrant funding Aldea's up for its first year of operation. So there must be something exciting and original about this, but on the face of it, it seems like the same sort of push notifications I can get on my phone from a number of news organizations for free. So what specifically does Aldea deliver that a Spanish-speaking Louisiana resident is happy to pay for?
1: Right, this is an amazing question. When ALDIA was forming and we were all in the, in, the, in the grips of everything, we wanted to make sure that we were solving a problem. How can we best reach our Latino community? What were the gaps we weren't missing? So what we found was that the Latino community of Louisiana used their cellular devices the most and that they're accessing, the way that they're using their cellular devices is predominantly through social media, correct? So there was this algorithm the algorithms with social media were preventing our Latino community from accessing news first. So Aldea is giving our Latino community opportunity to re- receive text messages directly to their cellular devices without them having to go look for it.
2: And Jambalaya, uh, at least, um, I believe this is right, they were, were a print program.
1: Correct. Jambalaya News Louisiana started as a print newspaper. It actually started as a sports newspaper. And after Hurricane Katrina, we found that the Latino community needed access and an opportunity to get uh, reliable news in the Spanish language. So that's when Jumbo Line News was created after Hurricane Katrina. As the years co- went by, obviously, digital, the digital. Tr- world has transformed everything and we've kind of transitioned into online and now we're here with alia text messaging service i'm
2: glad i knew there was something good from katrina has <laughs>
1: <As have> been, <laughs>
2: sam, sam the market for valeria's spanish language news is predominantly people who speak spanish as a first language and who are more comfortable in spanish than english i doubt there are many people in louisiana even in acadiana who speak french as a first language and struggle with english so I assume the market for your French-language daily news broadcast is not people who are tuning in because they have to, but rather because they want to. Who is this market, and why do they get the day's news in French?
3: Yeah, it was awesome to hear uh, about, um, about Valeria's ex- exploits here, because what we're trying to do is essentially nurture a group of people who are trying to recapture maybe some thing in their family that they perhaps lost, that they aspire to. We've got thousands and thousands of kids in French immersion that when they exit the school walls, like what are they consuming? Like what do they have? And we want to make stuff that's like from here, that's describing from a Louisiana perspective what's going on in the world, be it opinions or just entertainment just for fun, um, and be able to like be like, hey I can relate to this, I can sink my teeth into this. And uh, But you're right that at where we are now Um, Most anyone in Louisiana who was born and raised in Louisiana will speak English, you know, as well as they speak French. And the French that they have um, is probably highly contextual. It's probably more around the kitchen table than it is at the hardware store, for example. It's probably more related to traditional customs of hunting and fishing and cooking. And it's probably a little bit less on the internet. Um, And if it is, it's on the internet very phonetically. Um, and so we're trying to, like, create this way where we can recontextualize the French of Louisiana. So, yeah, our, our if in fact, when in fact, through music, through news, through whatever you want, um, this is reaching, you know, these many generations of French speakers that we have in Louisiana, you know, we, we, we hope that there's something there for everyone, even if it is just to cheer it on because maybe they don't speak French. Maybe their grandparents spoke French. You know, we had the Acadiana show, when we used to... <laughs> post
2: out that over there one of the things people would say is they only learn to curse in french
3: yeah you, so gotta, you gotta help that out that's, that's part not, of this co- yeah not a good start really. <laughs> right <laughs> so, so there it is yeah we're just trying to like uh, give a new voice let it be recontextualize the french in louisiana to be for new and changing things
2: valeria when i think of the latinx community in new orleans uh i know a big part of it is honduran how much what is what is the breakdown there
1: right that's a great question um based on the 2019 census there's over 20 200,000 latinos in louisiana today to get an exact number on how many hondurans there are or is, it's quite it's quite challenging because the the latino community that's here in jefferson parish right these are people who are coming from low-income immigrant communities and oftentimes don't have the legal status to be counted into the census because there's this disconnect that they feel with government i can tell you that um, in Jefferson Parish alone, there's over roughly 30% of the student population are Latinos. So that can give you a, a good kind of estimate of how many Latinos there are.
2: It's a big and growing.
1: Yes, and, it's uh, definitely growing. After Hurricane Katrina is when we've seen the most influx of Hondurans, mostly. Uh, and the Hondurans he and, mainly
2: started uh, out here from trade, right, in terms of uh, you know, coming yes, over from the 100%,
1: exchange. 100%. Um, the Latino community that do come over, they're they're coming here to seek a better life, right? It's because in their countries, there 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 aren't economic opportunities for them to advance. So when they're on their way here, they're seeking to work. They're seeking to work. They're seeking to better their family's life. So they're in these like really tough like laborious industries like how like housekeeping, like construction.
2: Right. And Sam, uh, your enterprise is actually pretty broad here. You're
3: actually. Made a movie as well, right? And yeah, currently working on a movie in production, yeah. Is it a French movie? Yeah, it's totally in French.
1: Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and
3: again, it's like, that file that under, like, if you build it, they will come type of thing. There really isn't that much <laughs> French cinema that comes out of Louisiana. Um, there's enough for a French film festival to be in, Louis- right, to be in New true. Orleans. Uh, I believe that's in the springtime. And there's often french elements in the in the movies that are locally produced whether you know um but to have the whole movie be in french was something that was pretty ambitious um there's a there's a grant that we won called the create louisiana grant that we wanted to be able to do this and that is a yearly award that's given for people who want to make a film that at least has a french element in it and we decided like we're gonna Call their bluff, make the whole thing in French. <laughs> call their bluff. Um, and so that, that's been fun. And, you know, it's it's like, again, the, the, the mission is broad, like you said. So we've tr- we've we've done a series, uh, like you mentioned, where it's kind of like opinions and very informal. Le tac-tac, popcorn, you know, pass the popcorn. And then there's uh, Les Nouvelles Orléans, which you mentioned, which is like more news. It's a little more buttoned up. It's really also kind of silly. But it's very real. Like, the news is real. Everything is, that we're talking about is, is not made up. Who's the, and it's well, not just cat in a tree type stuff. But that
2: movie, Sam, what's the market? Is it local or international? Or? Well,
3: to tell you about the movie, then maybe you can guess what the market is. Uh, so this film is going to be, well, it's really silly. So you can imagine, like, I don't know if you're familiar with, like, Andy Samberg or, like, yeah, Lonely yeah. Island now, type stuff. Now, that's a very bad interpretation of Louisiana. The <laughs> okay. Water boy, yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. Let's start well, that, there. that Adam Sandler, which also fought Uh, Factors in so any any of the a s initial people that you could uh, you could picture, but imagine slapstick very zany very goofy Um, There's superhero elements to it. Uh, I play a character who's obsessed with superheroes and cosplay and like uh, And yeah, and and so but how do you do that in French and how you do that in Louisiana was we 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 got to answer all of those questions and the my counterpart in the cast is uh, Bruce Daggerpont Cajun musician plays my dad and you know he's speaking in the, the purest French of Marksville that you ever heard. <laughs> and, and so, and we sat down with the script and he's like, "I got to tell your character to stop shooting fireballs because I'm playing a character, you know, who does like, you know, superhero stuff." And he's like, <laughs> "I never heard a Cajun say fireball." And like, <laughs> yes, no, and, 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 and so, you know, we had to make decisions <laughs> linguistically about all that stuff. And what? so my character gets to code switch between the French of my dad and then the French when I turn around and hang out with my friends we're speaking more of like I don't know international today French of the internet and using all the jokes
2: that end with the punchline Mississippi so they've got a broader audience than that
3: yes uh, although there is uh, there is a big Mississippi punchline uh, in this movie (laughs) funny you should mention that don't tell us that uh, but yeah but I won't spoil anything you're listening
2: to Out to Lunch. I'm Peter Raschuti. I'm talking with Sam Kraft from the digital media agency and French language production house, Nunevo, and Valeria Ali from the Spanish language news service, Jambalaya News, and creator of its own daily subscription service, Aldea. Valeria, who's financing Jambalaya News?
1: Right. So like most newsrooms today, Jambalai News is financed through advertising, Okay. so that is currently how Jambalai News is being operated. We're also seeking other ways to diversify income, whether that be with Google AdSense. Now that we are more digital, right, with our website, we're able to actually incorporate those aspects and seek revenue these ways. Um, that's predominant. It's it's advertising, because advertising she, dollars.
2: And um, but it's a subscription service. At least your part is
1: right. The yeah. Aldea service is subscription based. And see, if I'm being honest, this is this is the goal for Aldea. Personally, for me, the community that we're serving. Again, they're working these l- tiresome, laborers' jobs. Right. Um, low income. Personally, news should come free to a community that needs it. Right. So right. where would that?
2: Um. Do you uh, you got a great grant? Would right. you want? So, is it like get out there and look for contributors, things like yes. that? Yes,
1: um, my goal, my goal is to get sponsors that will sponsor these subscriptions to our Latino community, right? So that we can give this resource out for free. That's funny.
2: It's the same thing we're looking for in this show. should we should. <laughs> yeah, do, <right>? we should <laughs> now, Sam, I I don't mean to be talking about all the different things you do, but this this really is important to me. You're in the band Sweet Crude, which is a great uh, great band. Oh, thanks. And uh, I've heard many times at festivals and such, but you, you're tied to a, a, a label now. And all I know, I just know this from the side, when you're tied to a label, they expect new music every one or two years and you're touring. How on earth would that affect the schedule of what you're, all the things you're trying to
3: do? Yeah, we often, we have a lot of meetings about this. <laughs> and so what it comes down to is uh, we had this pandemic which kind of it? prevented, you might have heard of it. It prevented us from going on the road a lot. Um, we got to sort of focus, be at home, record. We got, to, we got into streaming, at, at, actually, our concerts a lot as a, uh, as a band. How, we got to kind of be an internet band when we're not uh, touring and stuff. And so that really got us prepared and got our rhythm together for how to be a media thing is like because we're getting to use our cameras and our audio and all this stuff all the time, and we had this had this idea pre-pandemic, by the way, that we were going to make videos and have fun and, and create content, on, in quotation marks, if you can't see on the air, um, <laughs> uh, that for for uh, people that might be interested in Louisiana French culture. But and, you also
2: have clients outside of you do oh yeah we video we'd... for entertainers I guess big. Ooh, big Frida, big Frida yeah. um, and big some businesses. They, uh... <laughs> yeah. but all the I mean, obviously you're still moving
3: the model around. But can you make money with all this? So the commercial work, although we don't, we can't charge artists a huge amount. So when we're making a music video, it's obviously capped at a certain. We have to keep it affordable. And we're artists. We, we, and in fact, we've turned to making our own music videos, which is like a whole thing, um, and. Yeah, it can't be that expensive, but there are there is enough commercial work out there, even in a pandemic, or maybe especially in a pandemic, when so many eyes are on screens. There is enough commercial work, video wise, where it's like it's it's like it it ends up funding the things that we need that we want to do creatively. It ends up being able to pay for like we we have uh, we release print articles every day, um, and um, and and that in, in order to be able to sustain that without advertising right <laughs> at, at, well some advertising but that's not there's not enough advertising to pay for the, the our our expenses so but doing commercial work um, under the new niveau umbrella helps us to be able to do the the creative stuff
2: and and Blair are there other parts of the country that are doing something similar to what you're doing and the flip side of that is could you grow outside of Louisiana? I guess they're almost the same question.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So we got our inspiration from this uh, freelance journalist based in Arizona. She has a WhatsApp group called Arizona Connect, where she has a group of Latino community there, where she sends out resources, news, and important alerts to this WhatsApp group message, right? It's capped off, so people are able to join that WhatsApp group message, she sends out the information, and then at a certain time, she's able to close the group so no one asks questions. So we really drew inspiration from her, and we were seeing, okay, but let's, why, why, because why, didn't, why wasn't Aldia just a WhatsApp group message, right? Why wasn't it? That was the big question. First. What Jambalaya was doing before Aldea, right, was publishing their news directly through social media platforms because this is how our Latino community engages with the Internet. They're mostly using social media. They're not going onto a search engine searching jambalayanews.com. It's social media. So we're publicizing our news, right, and the algorithm, since every timeline is different, we would would find that our our community, the first thing that would pop up for them would be pictures of la quinceañera, which is like a sweet 16, right? Pictures of their niece's graduation. So the important news that we're publishing out, it's not the first thing that comes up to them. So during this time, we'd find that our Latino community, every time we would post news, they'd ask questions on our on our through our direct messages, right? So there was this why why are they asking questions? All the news is there right in front of them, but there seems to be a disconnect. How do we bridge that gap? And why can't we do it through WhatsApp? Well, we wanted something that we could own. We've been operating through Facebook. We don't own Facebook. We want something that we can.
2: I would know you if you <laughs> right, a Facebook. Right, right. <laughs> uh...
1: So we wanted something that we could own per- personally and that we were able to design it how we could. And,
2: and um, you have the right background for this. I mean, you have a, a PR agency. Are you. Your background is PR.
1: So I graduated in May from Loyola University in New Orleans. I graduated with a marketing and comms degree. Okay. So I'm dipping my toes in a little bit of everything. I'm getting into marketing, PR, media, a little bit of everything.
2: And Sam, where do you go uh, from here? I mean, how big, we sort of know where that French market is, but um, can you get people just interested? When you mentioned the idea about the schools, for instance, I thought, that's that's really smart. How do you how do you do that? How do you get into like these French immersion schools, or just a regular school that get a hold of the French teacher?
3: Well, it, luckily enough, we're all kind of looking out for each other. It seems like there's a bit of there is a community uh, in New Orleans. There's so much going on French-wise. If it's the Alliance Francaise, which is mainly like a, kind of a school for yeah. grown-ups <laughs> to learn French, and or or if it's one of the if it's the immersion school programs. There there are several. And, or if it's like musicians, like I'm, I'm also in the music world and all us French singing musicians, we kind of know about each other and we try to create shows together and all that kind of stuff. And so the outreach is like not that complicated. We tried to do our best to kind of like create those overlap moments. Or I say we, like as a community, we all try to create these moments of overlap, be it uh, incorporating immersion school kids in a musical performance that that we're doing as musicians, or if it's maybe like I don't know, um, having a, 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 an event where it's just like French music, dance, you know, uh, uh, whatever you want, um, in, a, in a in a in a in a location, and we're all getting together. And appreciators of that kind of stuff are all there in attendance, and they w- they're willing to pay a ticket to go see it and support this thing as a cause. Um, there are tons of cultural events going on all the time, and not to mention. Um, all the Cajun and Zydeco you could sure, want. Sure, you ought to okay. be in that part. Yeah, so uh, I guess we can, we're can. we able to m- mobilize that, you know, what influence that we have in that way by creating these, like, moments of overlap between the d- different communities, be it academic or artistic or what have you. And then in other ways is we try to do a good job of being, like, a lightning rod for, like, the voyeurs who are looking in and being like, hey, what's going on in French-speaking Louisiana? Are they still speaking French down there? What's going on? It's been a few hundred years. Let's check in on our cousins. (laughs) And we can be like, yeah, like there is something going on. And we can point to there's this group and this people and this thing and this thing. And we're all doing things. And and here's the evidence of it. With Sam, all all that behind us, (laughs) how'd you learn to speak French? Okay. So you grew up in Algiers. Algiers West Bank, a traditional French-speaking
2: part of the state. A... <laughs> no,
3: there are a few French speakers in Algiers, right. though, interestingly. But, um, yeah, um, so that's, like, been a lifelong journey, I guess. You know, heard some of the—a little bit of French growing up, you know, would ask my mom, who has more— has my mom—my dad's mom speak, spoke French, and my mom's family spoke French, and we— could hear it, and then I'd say, "Why, why does why is E A U X sound like O?" And like answering questions like that, and hearing stories, and this and that, and little expressions, and that. So I was just curious about it, but you know, I didn't really uh, dig too deep. I was like, you know, playing soccer and Game Boy, and you know, whatever. <laughs> and, and and so then later on, um, I kind of started to meet. I, I don't know. I, I, I oh, you know what it is. As a musician, I was playing a lot of. I was finding myself in situations where I was playing Cajun music, and I didn't know what was being sung, and I would be often the one singing it, and I didn't know what I was really singing, and I was like, well, we got to fix this. And then I thought this would be a really cool moment to seize if, if, um, to write music in this dialect, you know? That even one step further to write music in this dialect, it didn't sound like traditional Cajun or Zydeco right. music. Now I in mean, Sweet what Crude, like? you have
2: both languages, right?
3: So that and so that's why the I Sweet Crude I first heard you, band yeah. was born, was because it was an idea of doing modern pop music, but in this old dialect. So that was what got that going.
2: Valeria, when I'm tra- just trying to picture this, now you've got Jambalaya News. Do you curate that to decide what's going to go um, onto El Dia.
1: Yes, one hundred percent. So. What we want Aldea to be is important life-saving information sent directly to these to our communities' mobile devices in Spanish, right? So we want to make sure the most important news is getting to them. Right? right. So how did we so how, less, do, how do we know that?
2: Less of a magazine type of thing, Yes. But.
1: I can give you an example. Um, the Hispanic Honduran Consulate of Louisiana recently moved their offices into the same building as ICE. So you could see where that oh. that's, a, that's a huge problem that a for our community, right? So that's something that Jambalaya News Louisiana knows our community needs to know. So one of the first messages that we sent out to our Aldia subscribers was that Honduran Consulate offices has moved to ICE buildings, period. Sent it out. Other information like Orleans returning to their mask mandate when Mayor control ordained this so just important live breaking news So jump goes
2: through a big story They take a story, but you're just taking something out of it and blasting it through a text
1: Yes, but we're also attaching a link again We're trying to inform and kind of retrain how our community engages with their phone. There's a link There's the headline of the news Honduran Consulate moved, to the, uh, moved into the same building as ICE. Obviously this is all in Spanish. And then below that there's a link that redirects them to our website that gives them the full news stories so that they're able to understand and read more.
2: About. Larry, what is the big deal about Aldea? Why is it necessary?
1: Aldea is necessary because everyone needs to focus on building culturally competent media. There are pockets in our community that don't speak english i've known people who are who have been living in this state for around five years and still can't speak the language so there's pockets that need access to news information in a language that they understand and idea is bridging those equity those gaps and building equity so we need people just to realize that there are communities outside of theirs that need resources, that need support. If we want to see a more thriving Louisiana, these are the people that are are in the jobs that built New Orleans back to its feet after Hurricane Katrina. They deserve resources. They deserve to be seen. And Aldea is doing that just for them.
2: You know what's great is that so many people that were being your, your shoes are trying to build an audience. It sounds like you know what the audience is already.
1: Yes, because I am the audience. <laughs> <laughs> that makes I- it...
2: Sam, let me ask you the same question. Um, why do we need what you're doing? <laughs>
3: um, well, what we've noticed is that there's a lot of maybe people who French was their first language, older generation people whose French was their first language, um, had to learn English as a way to get into school and to be able to, like, participate. And, and then a lot of that wasn't really passed down in a way that was, like, sustainable. Or it was, but it was hyper-contextual. And so a lot of the French in Louisiana is... Um, for, for example, like modern appliances, there's not a French word for it, there's not a, there's not a local French word for it. Um, there's a, a whole lot of other things. Or a
2: word for podcast?
3: A word for podcast. No, yeah. see, this is what but, you ought to be working yeah, yeah. on. And this is what, and, and so we, we get to make decisions now, and then we get to say, do we want to say le podcast, or do we want to do what they've done in Quebec and called it, called it a it balado diffusion, which literally means a, a walking transmission. Uh, <laughs> so it's like you can imagine a, sh- a walking show, a show that you listen to when you're walking. And so, like, let's go with B. Yeah, yeah, balade de diffusion. And so, it's like uh, we get to make these decisions now, and uh, we get to put those decisions out in the world and say we set some precedents. That's what is important about what we're doing. We get to set some precedents about how uh, Louisiana French can continue on in the future. And because what we've noticed is that there's a lot, a lot, a lot of preservation groups out there who are doing an amazing job at highlighting the older French speakers of Louisiana and the cultural movements that are, go along with that and traditional music of Louisiana, traditional food of Louisiana. And we like to say like, gumbo is not going anywhere, but is the French there, you know? Yeah. And like Cajun dance yeah. is very popular around the world. Zydeco dancing is very popular around the world. The music, the food, it's there. And like, but where's the language element? And so, and we have noticed that that's not gonna be sustainable if there isn't, there isn't a reason to work in French, for example. If there's not a reason to work in French, it's probably not going to be people are not going to be using it.
2: 40 years ago, I took French very poorly. But I think I would have been better if we had what you have, because it would have been a reason to learn it.
3: Yeah, we're proud to say that we and when we have our meetings and when we do our transactional things that we do for Univo, we carry those out in French. And that's like, you know, that's tricky to do. You have to make yourself do it. There, there isn't a, there isn't a, an absolute. It's, it's, it's very much a choice. It's a cultural decision, to sort of like reclaim all the stuff that's been lost and make it, give it something that it'll let it survive. Because right now, it, it, it's a, it, it's, it's mostly being held up by preservation of old stuff, and not progress, and, and, not, to... and not creating new stuff.
2: It can be hard to put your finger on exactly what is so great about New Orleans. You can easily make a list of things that are challenging, from potholes to humidity, but it's harder to precisely enumerate what it feels like to walk around the French Quarter, ride the streetcar, eat a muffuletta, catch a Zulu on Mardi Gras morning, strike up a conversation with a complete stranger in the grocery store, or hear music. A part of this Indescribable spirit is the combination of cultures that built New Orleans. It's the way people have always embraced differences and incorporated it into daily life. It's how we got jazz. It's how we got our signature cuisine. And it's how we're continuing to this day to build our present and future culture. Valeria and Sam, you're both working every day to build bridges between people, between lives and between languages. Thank you for everything you're doing for New Orleans, and thank you both for taking the time to join me today on Out to Lunch. Thank
3: you. Thank you so much. Merci beaucoup.
1: Thank you. Muchas gracias.
2: My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Valeria Ali, CEO of Imahim, marketing agency and co-founder of the Aldea News Service for Jambalaya News, and Sam Kraft, the co-founder and content creator at Nunu We edited this show to fit into the time slot here on WWNO. You can hear our unedited conversation and find out more about Valeria's Spanish language productions and Sam's French language productions by listening to the Out to Lunch podcast. You can find and subscribe to the Out to Lunch podcast on your podcast app and on our website itsneworleans.com. If you want to know what we look like, you can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and on our Out to Lunch social media. These photos were taken today by Jill Lafleur. You can find more of Jill's photos at lafleurphoto.com. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for It'sNewOrleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. The producer of our show is Grant Morris, our technical producer is Eric Merle, and our researcher is Maggie Mendel. Today's show was engineered by Blake Longlinet. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the lunch table for more business. New Orleans
0: style on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch was recorded live over lunch at the NOLA Brewing Taproom, 3001 Chapatula Street, open seven days a week. NOLA Brewing Taproom has a wide variety of craft beers and authentic hand-tossed New York-style city pizza by NOLA Pizza. More information is at nolabrewing.com. Out to Lunch is brought to you by Basics Swim and Gym and Basics Underneath Fine Lingerie and by the It's New Orleans Happy Hour podcast. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can hear Mitchell's music anywhere great jazz is sold or streamed and at mitchellforeman.com.